Let's talk commodities with Scott Bauer, the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy. He's joining us. Scott, welcome. Good to have you with us this Tuesday morning. Energies, okay. thanks to you, Scott. Energies still at the top of the list as far as focal points for investors and traders this morning. Getting a lift, crude uh, back up to the 104 area amidst concerns that we could see more sanctions to come as the EU uh, and the U.S. are uh, considering uh, possible more sanctions on Russia. Absolutely. And, and you know, if you're going to be a trader in the commodity market right now, th this is a mess. When I say it's a mess, the, the commodity space from crude to grains to metals, it is trading just on headline news, Ben, uh, you know, almost minute by minute. So if you're going to be active in this marketplace here, you have got to have, you know, the, the finger on the button and you've got to be able to have stops set out there because there is no clear cut pattern right now. It certainly seems like, you know, overall commodity prices on the rise. And if anything, you know, there's there's lots of tailwinds. But boy, oh boy, are we just getting headline news minute by minute that is just affecting everything, like I said, from from oil to grains to metals. It has been providing, at the very least, an underlying bid, to say the least. And we're looking at it right now as we've touched off the 50-day moving average a couple times in crude oil. It's now $5 below where we are. Again, at 104, we're up about a percent. We're adding to that 4% move we saw yesterday. Scott, I'm not sure if you heard our conversation. I was just talking with JB about how, well, some of the worst-case Putin scenarios haven't developed and in many ways, it does seem like through transparency and, uh, again, this kind of slow roll approach that the Fed has taken, investors, traders really seem to have accepted some of what's playing out here in terms of the Ukraine and kind of uh, taken a little bit more of a cautiously optimistic approach towards uh, what we're seeing. The indices kind of rallying back, a strong move off the March lows. The, uh, again, worst case scenarios seem to be not the focal point and a little bit of uh, optimism tied to this recent run-up. And it's actually unbelievable, quite frankly. You and I have been in this business for a very long time. And, you know, if you look at the macro overhang of everything going on in the world from the U.S. economy to interest rates, inflation, obviously, you know, the, the global uncertainty with what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, there is so much negativity out there, yet investors, they can't get enough of this marketplace. Yeah, we're looking at crude here right now, overlaid. The purple line is crude oil, the ES, uh, the candles again, the trend environment we've seen to the upside. And Scott, this is even with uh, 35 million people in, in Shanghai on lockdown amidst some unknowns as far as demand there. You've got uh, China, which is really yet to kind of pick a side here in terms of uh, this Russia's war on Ukraine. I mean, China seems to be at this point kind of the, uh, well, the unknown, uh, uh, you know, kind of component in many ways. They, they certainly are. And, I, you know, from from a, a political standpoint, and I'm not a, a, a political pundit or anything, I think you have to look at that um, and be very cautious mm -hmm. about that, of what, what can come with that. But from a but demand right, side you, of things, kind of. It, it, exactly. But when you look at the demand right now mm -hmm. and demand, I, I'm not going to call it destruction like what we saw two years ago, but but a huge drawdown in demand yet we're still seeing crude prices and commodity prices at the levels that they are right now. You just wonder, okay, when they open up, whether it's gonna be in two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, you know, whatever that may be, when they open up, what's gonna then happen to the, the rush for demand, the lack of supply and where commodities are gonna head at that point?
We're looking at the international trade numbers that just came out here at the bottom of the hour. Not a market mover here, but I did want to get them posted. And uh, if we could just take a look here, kind of to your point as far as what we've seen, look at beans recently, again, much like crude oil, testing the 50-day moving average and finding support at holding near these upper levels. I mean, again, we've seen relatively elevated prices. Now, uh, again, I was also talking a minute ago about uh, the VIX, how it's come off quite a bit, a reflection of those worst-case scenarios being somewhat shelved. And gold, for example, I mean, recently to within, uh, I think it was $20 of an all-time high. It's pulled back significantly. Scott, finding comfort again around this 1930 level. It is. And you know what, Ben? Gold can't get out of its own way. Yeah. Lower today with, with yields being higher. And the market is, is really torn between investors that are looking you know, to gold as an offset against inflation, growth worries, high volatility in the bond market versus the continued rise in yields that we have. So it really can't get out of its own way, as we've discussed for quite a while. Switching back to, to beans that you were just talking about, if you look at beans, you look at wheat and you know much, much of the, the grains, uh, they're up pretty big this morning and wheat is up almost 5% this morning. And that initial panic that we saw you know, from the last couple of weeks, that may be over for now as we're seeing those prices about 20, 25% off of those highs we saw last week. But these prices are still double what they were pre-pandemic. So- you know, you, you said they're holding near some technical levels, 50-day moving averages. Certainly, I think there's tailwinds, and, and if anything, the prices are going up from here. Okay, elevated or off elevated levels here, but I think you bring up a good point there. Off for now, I mean, Scott, you've been around for a long time, and you know when you're dealing with geopolitical tensions that are uh, ongoing, volatile, such as these, I mean, we could be right back in a situation. We talk about how the geopolitical premium comes out of uh, price activity or comes out of some of these products as quickly as it comes in when you get some of that resolution. But again, we have ongoing tensions here, so we could easily see uh, that return if something were to go astray here, or we were to get some uh, maybe, uh, you know, some disruption in terms of these ongoing uh, uh, peace talks and uh, some of those discussions there. I mean, I saw Volodymyr Zelensky actually yesterday just said he, he was walking around looking at some of the destruction. He goes, I, I have a hard time even negotiating with the Russians when you see what they've done to our country. No, no doubt about it. And, and I think that that the grains especially are, are really susceptible to these massive swings. Yeah. We know that Russia, Ukraine, you know, they, they yeah. export 30 percent. They're, they're accountable for 30 percent of global exports here. And there's reports coming out of Russia. I don't know whether they've been verified or not, but there's reports that they're even holding back further grains from exporting mm -hmm. because they want to keep a lid on bread prices in Russia because the ruble has been, you know, so devalued. So you just don't know. But but all signs point to to a move higher here. And like you said, uh, we can get some news out of here, you know, any minute, any second here. And unfortunately, it does not look like you know, tensions are, are, are being tempered at all. Yeah, taking a look here at uh, wheat on the intraday. Now here's corn on the daily time frame. You can see much like we just talked about as far as beans holding those upper levels. And to your point, as far as wheat, it's starting to inch its way back up 1050 here right now. Scott, copper on uh, a longer term here seems to be kind of in a holding pattern. It's sort of waiting uh, for some resolution here in terms of uh, some of what we've been discussing as far as these headwinds and well, what could be ultimately tailwinds, but at this point here, uh, it's kind of stuck in a bit of a range. It is, but it is stuck in the in the higher end of the range, okay. if you will, if you, if you take a look at it. And and I think that we haven't seen it really move because what's happening in Shanghai has probably affected that market 
quite a bit. So again, what's going to happen, you know, when these lockdowns come out, and if that doesn't go to other parts of China, you know, again, whether that's I don't know, four weeks, six weeks, whatever that may be, is production going to start ramping up? Is you know, is the demand not just for grains and, and other commodities, but for copper, is that going to start ramping up as well? So that's another one I'd be really cautious. It is range bound. Looking to me, though, like it, it kind of wants to make a break mm-hmm. uh, to the higher end. Same with platinum and palladium. Not they're not not quite as is at the higher end of the range like copper is. They're kind of just a little bit, you know, very range bound here. But to me, looking like they may be a big break here one way or the other pretty soon. Scott, I really like that. In many ways, JB raised the uh, idea that what happens if we can kind of walk back some of that 50 basis point rate hike uh, discussion, ultimately back to a quarter, we could see, uh, well, indices benefit from that. Ultimately, copper maybe could get a lift here. And as you did point out here, it has been holding near the upper range of 478, just off the all-time highs. We saw up uh, above $5 recently, just a few weeks ago. Scott, appreciate you joining us here. Great discussion talking commodities with the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy.